Welcome to the 24 Flicks Entertainment Podcast. Get the latest in entertainment news. Listen to exciting and powerful interviews from artists, actors, directors, writers, comedians, and much, much more. Introducing your host for the show, Marty Jean-Louis. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I am so excited. Uh, welcome to the 24 Flicks Entertainment Podcast. I am beyond excited to be interviewing an Emmy Award winner. Uh, he's also a good friend of mine. So, Steph, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good, Marty. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Awesome. We're going to get to know you today. So this time is all about getting to know who you are and what you've done. So let me start in the beginning. Um, where did you find your voice? At what age? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I think my mom, from what I heard, I don't remember that, but I was, I was something like three and a half or four years old when I... Um, they recorded my voice the first time, and it was a Christmas song. So I was a I was a very young, uh, a young kid when I started singing. It's something that um, that started very young for me. Wow, three or four—that's that's pretty young. And you were just basically singing before you could really talk properly. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, you could say that. <laughs> you, you could say uh, I don't know. You know, it's something. Uh, music is 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 it was is part of your DNA, right? You you, you either uh, want to do this or not. And mom, I remember that, that uh, grandma would say that I would uh, crawl to the piano because she had this <clears throat> huge piano, and uh, so I would try to make music. Of course, it didn't make any sense, but uh, I liked music at a at a young age. I liked the sound of music. Yeah. So it's fair to say that music runs in the family. I would say so. I would say so because uh, my grandma had a, an operatic voice, and I had. Uh, we still have those, <coughs> and we have records. Probably no one remember those. <laughs> uh, There's seventy seventy eight re- uh, thick. You know they call the seventy eight records, and uh, I had some, my great um, great uncle. Uh, some of them great uncles that actually recorded they had records and they were opera singers and uh, some of them uh, did voiceover in in movies in the 40s when the actor couldn't sing so so i i guess it, it, it obviously it goes it goes beyond uh, like during my grandma it, it skipped a generation though because my mom does sing in church and she does uh, the choir but um, uh, it it was more her her parents her mom and her uncles. Okay. Now, as you were growing up, uh, at what point did you realize, you know what, I want to do this for the rest of my life? It, it, it's something interesting. You know, I always say that, that same thing when people ask me. When, when, when a younger singer comes to me and says, do you think I should be a singer? Um, I, I said, well, if you have to think about it, then maybe you shouldn't, <laughs> right? Um, because it's not something you think about, you know. It's something that you think you're uh, that you you just know. Um, so I, I knew I was going to sing, you know. Of course, it's something that I that I knew I, you know. But and then things unfold, right? So you're you're drawn with uh, you're always drawn by your passion somehow. 
Right, absolutely. And uh, I understand you also play instruments. What instruments do you play, and at what point did you start learning it? I play piano. Um, I, I started playing against my will, though. Uh, <laughs> my mom wanted me to learn the piano when I was a young, a young teenager, and so I'm glad I, I, I still did it because I can write music because of it today. So, um, I would say about. Ten years old. Okay, okay. And when you started growing up, uh, you had someone who was a big influence in your life. Who is that? Uh, I, I think my, you know, it's, it's kind of sounds funny, but I think I think a grandma was probably one of the most important influence because because of uh, the music connection we had. And she was my official babysitter, so <laughs> so I, I love to go to Grandma and because we would sing together, you know, songs from you know either South Pacific at the time. Uh, she liked the, the Broadway, she liked um, the Rogers and Hammerstein. So she she anchored me in this type of music early on. So I, I so the, the bags I have in music a lot a lot comes from from the time spent with Grandma. So and she had a long life. Grandma died uh, just a couple years ago. She she died at. She was 98 years old. So you could wow. say music kept her alive a long wow. time. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Now, uh, when you were a teenager, uh, you had to fight, I, I believe, I think you had, did you have to fight uh, and struggle before you got discovered? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, because, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, There's always an inner conflict in me, I find, and I think it's probably in most people. Um, what I mean by that is, uh, being artistic, you, you are very introverted. And, and, and then at the same time, there's a part of you that wants to express and, and uh, that wants to do things, uh, to, to put it out there. So there's always a conflict. So, but in school, I was, um, I was very shy. I was a skinny guy, right in the, left in the corner, didn't have that many friends. And, um, Bully bit as a kid, and and uh, but uh, I always say the drive the drive from anybody comes from within. You know, you just never know. It's why we can never judge anybody. You never know uh, what's in the heart of people, what's in their passion, because uh, people can surprise you. Mm -hmm. Now, who discovered you, and how did that happen? Because I've heard the story before, but uh, I want our listeners to hear uh, <laughs> this wonderful story. Well, I mean, there are many layers to this, so I'll be, I hope I'll be consistent in what you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, the, the, well, I, you know, if the, the real the real career started for me in the '90s, in the early '90s. Um, so, I had a manager who was the record label at the time, who was the With the uh, the editor, the publisher, so he was like the the one uh, shop stop, right? <laughs> and so I was really green. I started with uh, him, and we did a lot of French translation of uh, American music, you know, American songs, and and uh, we did it in French. And uh, just so just to give I our listeners context really quickly, um, this was in Canada, correct? This is what I was going to say. Yeah, this is in Canada. So the first album uh, was a French album. And that's how, that's that's how I started um, doing some. Um, although the album had um, 
some Spanish song and Spanish song. It had a couple of Spanish songs, I think, in it, and then um, and two or three English songs. But the main core of the album was French because the audience was that was targeted was the French audience, and then it did cross over uh, Canada, but Canada is a French community uh, in the province of Quebec, so that's where I come from. I was born in Montreal, and uh, so it certainly made sense for me at the time to to do to do that. And it was interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, background in music came from grandma, but um, so with classical. But then my mom was a fan of gospel, and she was a fan of country music, and my dad was a fan of Elvis. <laughs> so so. I kind of grew up with different genres. So the first album was a country album. And, uh, but that's, that's, that's probably what got me to the point where I said, Oh my gosh, you know, we started selling a lot of albums. We got a, a platinum album with the first one. So it was quite a, quite a blessing. And, and, and then it just moved on. I mean, there's quite, <laughs> there's a story behind uh, <laughs> now, each layer, right? Yeah, so, I, I agree. And you ended up, uh, Uh, meeting with Celine Dion's manager. Uh, how did that happen? So that's actually just a little before I met uh, the manager that I signed with and made a record with. Um, I was at the, I think I was at one of the award in Canada called Ad Disc. Um, it's kind of the French version of the Grammys. And I was, uh, I was not nominated because I hadn't done any music at the time. Um, But it, it, I was uh, invited to be, uh, uh, you know, to, to attend the, the ceremony. And then after there was a, there was an after party. Um, and somehow I got to the after party and Celine <laughs> Dion at the time was nominated for four awards in which she won. Uh, I, I know she at least, I don't remember she won the four of them, but she won the, the best female vocalist of the year. So I ended up at the, at that party and, um, Renee Angelil, which, which was her husband, Uh, so, so I got to meet him and I told him, you know, what I was doing. And uh, he was, he was just a cool guy. You know, he just loved artists because he was an artist first. So he had, um, you know, he, he would pay attention when somebody talks to him, he gave them all the attention they, they, they require. So he, he was really, really unusually nice with artists. And so he invited me to his home and I performed and the, they, uh, <laughs> I was going to sign with Rene Angelil, which was the, the the biggest, I mean, the most known manager at the time in Quebec, and uh, somehow it didn't it didn't quite work because Celine now started to cross over and she became. Now we're talking, man. We're talking early nineties. I think it's ninety two, um, and she became so big that. Um, that they just he just focused on her but he, he did say to 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 the manager i worked after he said take this kid because i was a kid at the time he said this kid's a winner so so he did have a, a few nice things to say right <laughs> so um, so it, it it was um it, it was it, it was it was what launched a career i would say So, I mean, you became really successful yourself and you were selling lots and lots of albums. Was there a fall after that? There was. There was a huge one. <laughs> There was a huge one because I was extremely green when I started. The only thing I knew is I wanted to sing. So I certainly wasn't a, a businessman in, in how to handle the success. Um, 
I was working basically doing a show, almost 200 shows a year. And if it was not doing a show, we were at a radio or um, interview on television or something. So there was always, always something going on. So I kind of didn't know what was happening at the same time. And so, uh, so I've sold a lot of records, but not made a lot of money. <laughs> That's what you're leading to. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. Uh, I so, mean, how, how is that? If you're selling records, a lot of records, doesn't mean that you're making a lot of money? Well, naturally, if you have a brain, yes. <laughs> but but obviously, I was I was really green, and I just you know I just didn't know much about that and, and that part. I just knew that for me, it was a dream come true. You know, I get to perform on stage for thousands of people, and and, and, and yeah, you were fully was, trusting your manager to handle everything. Well, I didn't know anything else, right? So it was. A, it was I was very young, so I didn't, I didn't know anything else. Right. So I, of course I did. So, um, but in 90, 97, towards the year 97, I, uh, the contract terminated and they were supposed to go to France with this guy. And then finally I did not renew. <laughs> and, uh, a lot of things happened, man. I, I don't think this is, a, this is intended to tell the whole story. Because <laughs> right. there's so many, there's so many, like I said earlier, so many layers, but I ended up in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, interesting enough, after selling thousands, hundreds of thousands of CDs, I ended up in Nashville, Tennessee, sleeping in my car. Um, because you were broke. Because I couldn't afford a hotel. Like, <laughs> right. I, mean, I, would, I would go there maybe once a week, and then I would shower at the YMCA. And, uh, wow. So, uh, uh, But I, I got to meet a lot of interesting people in Nashville, and I was working with uh, some cool people, but no one knew what was going on, really, because, you know... Um, I just, you know, I, I didn't talk to anybody about that I was sleeping in my car at the time. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> no, I, 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 do you think that helped you? Or do you think if you had shared that information, hey, guys, I'm, I'm homeless, I need some help, <laughs> do you think <laughs> it would hurt you or help you? You know, it's like I said earlier, somebody with a brain would have done something maybe differently than I did. But um I guess it was my path, Marty. You know, I think I had to. I grew up in a very uh, religious, um, you know, as a child, uh, we were, uh, my parents were strong Baptists. And so I grew up with, with the fear of the Lord, there's no doubt. But it's interesting for me, I found God outside the church. And I found God when I was living in my car. Uh, that's when I, I had an intimate relationship with, with, you know, got to know more who God is, I mean, I would say it's an intimate relationship that you develop. So for me, it was interesting because I didn't find my relationship with God in the church, but outside of the church. But I, so, so I guess in my path, it was needed. I think I became a better performer after that because I had more story, more of a story to tell. Um, so you become a better singer because you could feel uh, you feel what's going on, right? So you can, you become the, the words of what you're singing. And uh, at the time I was working with, actually I was working with Donna Summer uh, in Nashville. Wow. Uh, they were, I was part of their, their album that they had. Um, my, one of my buddy, well, I became a buddy of mine and I still work with him today. His name is Gillis was producing an album for the special Olympics. And, uh, so they had artists like Donna Summer, um, Oh my gosh, uh, Leanne, Leanne Rhymes, a wow. bunch of country acts as well. Wow. And, and so I, then I ended up recording 
a few songs with uh, with Donna Summer's husband, which is Bruce Sedano, who's the producer, um, the one that wrote uh, Bad Girl, you know, all the big hits with with Donna Summer. Um, so, and then I work with them, and I go back in my car, right? So, it was a, it was an interesting interesting time for me. Right. So I know that uh, you also write your own music. You produce also. Now, what what inspires you to write? You, you know, I, 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 you, you get, you, you write by what you're inspired, you know? So, um, there's a, an interesting song. It's not a song that I wrote. The song is called Sometimes It Rains and I, uh, Sometimes It Rains. And that was, uh, recorded during the years I was in Nashville, uh, living in my car. As I said earlier, when, when you live through certain difficulties, then you become more, you know, more rooted in, 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 in what you're supposed to do and you have more of a story to tell. So the song Sometimes It Rains was never released, uh, but it's something that I felt, uh, that I really felt every word of it because I was living them. And interesting enough, like almost, oh my gosh, I would say, what, almost 20 years later, I re-released the song wow. on, a, on a TV special called My Shining Hour to just remember and when I remember the moment, uh, the hungry years, I call them. And then when I tried to sing the song again, uh, I couldn't get in that place for some reason. And so we used the old vocal from 1998 and today's technology. We re-recorded the music around it. Wow. So we used the old performance. Uh, and uh, so... I don't know if I'm answering your question, but you were talking about right, what, what inspires you. Well, that song I didn't write, but it, it certainly felt like it's one of my songs. Isn't it? So let's because let's, I was living it. Let's go to some of your music, and we're gonna listen to one, and we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, let's listen to. Awesome. I think you do have sometimes it rains in, in the song. I oh, do I? Okay, so uh, let's 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 start with awesome, and we'll talk about that. Let's listen to awesome. Wow, that was a, a, an incredible song. Uh, tell me how that com came about. Well, Awesome came, um, it, it was a song that I wrote for, for a TV special uh, called My Shining Hour. 
and it really didn't fit the special. It was very different because the song is pop, and it just didn't feel um, what I was going for for the special. But I didn't. I liked the song, and I didn't want to give it up. And then all of a sudden, a friend of mine uh, sent me um, by email a a letter from a young boy. I think he was 14. His name was Daniel, I believe. He had committed suicide due to bullying. And uh, I thought, how how bad did it have to be for a child that young to take his life because of bullying? And then all of a sudden, I, I remembered, you know, as a kid, I was bullied. And so um, I said, well, you know, I, I still, still comp- didn't comprehend, you know, why today? Because we were bullied as kids, but no one would take their life for it, right? So, so, or at least we didn't hear about it. Right. But, but today it's becoming now the highest uh, cause of suicide for young children uh, under fourteen, which is being caused the suicide is being caused by bullies. So I thought, what can I do to help that? That's really and and then and then the song Awesome started now to make sense um, because the song is focused on reminding each other that we are awesomely made you know we there's always something unique about each of us there's something that that um talks about basically that, that, that we need to celebrate the differences we need to celebrate who we are uh, we're not a mistake and then and and so that that actually led me to oh to a whole new lane because i i became now more determined to talk about the danger of bullying and then uh, so, but I use this song as a platform to launch a nonprofit um, called Why I Count, Why I Matter, Why I Count, to remind the young generation that, that they are awesome. There's something about them that is, you know, when the more I dig into it and realize uh, in, in what I have found, the science, even the science behind the creation is just, mind-blowing like the largest computer for for instance the largest computer in the world is called the japan k it's about the size of three of my house right so it's a big 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 computer and it takes 40 minutes for that computer to record one second of your brain's activity so so thinking about all this i said well you know what i'm going to use this song as a platform and and then hopefully educate kids in school and, and uh, about what's, what's inside of them and what's so amazing about them and how awesome they are. So that that's really what um, what became the song. It, it right, actually that's, birthed. That's awesome. The, 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 <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, certain things will happen like this. You don't plan them. They just happen. Right, so, right. Now, let's go back to uh, the song that you had mentioned earlier, Sometimes It Rains. What is the true message mm-hmm. behind that when people are listening to this music? Well, th- it's it's still a message of hope uh, because it does rain and we do have problems. We do, I mean, we're facing it today more than ever, right? I've never seen, I've never thought in my thoughts ever, ever that we would see so much division in, in the United States. Um, in the and, world, and so really. In the world, really, it's worldwide. So we 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 know that evil is loose. So there's no doubt. And uh, but sometimes we're being, you know, we're going through seasons. And right now it's a season for all, all of us because we're all in the same boat here. And so sometimes it rains, but but then there's always a glimpse of hope at the end. And I think that's what we need to cling to, um, because if if and and that's what the song really represents. You know, there's a 
there, there's a shift, you know, through the storm. There's a lot of cleansing happening as well. So there, there, it's not all bad. You know, like, for, for instance, when I was living in my car, I could say, well, you know what? <laughs> I sold hundreds of thousands of CDs and I'm stuck in my car. But it wasn't all bad because I, I at that time, looking with a different perspective, I became a better a better, a better artist, a better performer, a better person. And, and like I said, you know, I got to know, um, to have a relationship with God. And uh, so there, a lot of great things happened at, at, I would say, the darkest, darkest time of my life, right? So, so, and that's what the song represents. And that's why it was difficult to re-sing it. I don't know if I wanted to relive it, but at the same time. <laughs> absolutely. It, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, so, absolutely. So I said, well, you know what, I, I I didn't want to be lazy and say, let's not do it. But I said, there was such a raw, organic emotion there that uh, it was hard to duplicate. Right. Okay. Well, let's, well, let's listen to it. You've been destined for a change. A change in the world. Walk this rocky terrain. There's no sign in the sky above you That anyone's gonna come and love you And take away your heart and pray But sometimes it breaks Sometimes it falls Sometimes an angel comes knocking at your door Though it's hard to tell Yeah, you're absolutely right. This 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 is a powerful song. Um, I really enjoyed it, uh, and I know our audience will enjoy it as well. And which brings me to another song we're going to listen to uh, that you wrote recently for a film. It's called Silence. Let's let's listen. Silence invading my heart, dreams that were shattered. If I leave this world tonight, would it really matter? I don't know how to right the wrong and where I belong. It's all in my head. They say.
Beautiful, beautiful. Now, how did that one come about? Well, this is uh, a song part of the movie "Don't Say My Name," and um, which deals about sex trafficking. And uh, I, I do believe the more I work in bullying, I believe that a lot of traffic victims have something in, in common, which is they've all been bullied. And uh, so, so basically, you know, the song really reflects uh, a person because I've, I've worked with a lot of uh, different organizations through my organization. We've worked with organizations that rescues women for sex trafficking, and you get to interview the rescued uh, victim, and it's it's really interesting to see that. Um, they, they have been reprogrammed, rewired in their brain. And, and so the work that has to be done for those rescue victims is, is tremendous. And it's a never-ending battle because they've been reprogrammed. And so the song really reflects the the, the thought of, of of living in silence in a way that even though you've been, you may have been rescued or you may be in, in right in the middle of the fire now at this moment, but there, there's still some, there's still some major, major scars that are left, and that's what the song deals about, you know. But uh, try to bring always a glimpse of hope at the end, because without hope we have nothing, right? <laughs> but, but that's really what the song deals with the, 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 the internal battle that a, that a person goes through, uh, and then you can identify that too. Obviously, this was written for the purpose of, of the sex trafficking victim uh, for the movie, Don't Say My Name. But I, I think there's always, we all have some scars in us that, that we need to deal with. And so I think the song um, speaks to that. Awesome. So while we are in this subject, there's another song. It's called Amazing Grace. Let's listen. Wow, I mean, your songs are absolutely beautiful, Steph. Um, where can people get your music? Where can they follow you? And where can they support your organization? Because you're doing quite a bit. Well, the, we have this nonprofit called Why I Count. It's spelled with a Y, icount.org. So they can follow literally the classes that we're due through this. Now, with COVID, we, we're becoming slowly more interactive because I used to do a lot of schools, and, and now we, we're actually recording videos, which, by the way, Marty, I'll send you the latest one we did on, on that. Um, yeah. But also stephkars.com. If you go to stephkars.com or follow me on Facebook, all the social medias, I mean, music is, you know, it's, it's a whole different world, right? So there are no more records anymore. Everything right. is streamable. So... 
if you go to my channel on YouTube, it's um, it's uh, YouTube.com forward slash Steph Cars TV. Or they could just so, Google Steph Cars and everything will pop up, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Steph, Steph is D-E-P-H. Correct. Now, I have two more questions before we end. Um, what is the biggest lesson you've ever learned? Hmm. Whoa, uh, the biggest lesson, I don't know, I think we're learning every day. I mean, this is so new season that we're learning. It, it, the biggest lesson is that, is that when you think you figure it out, you really <laughs> haven't figured it out. <laughs> So I think that's the biggest, the biggest lesson for me, meaning that, you know, I, I, the whole, the whole journey is about to learn to be, um, out of your way. Uh, and I wrote a song about this called Healing River. Uh, it, the more, if you, you know, we're all battling with ourselves, right? So it's, it's, to, it's to learn to get yourself out of the way. And I think that's a, the constant battle. I certainly still go through that all the time and uh, talk with my wife. It's something that we certainly have in common. We have to get ourselves out of the way. Right. So, so that we can be useful and, and bring some light here. Right. And, um, so, so I think that's, for me, it's, it's always, just, I mean, if I would say that I learned something is I'm learning. I'm learning and I'm, I'm tapping with the idea of getting myself constantly. It's a minute-to-minute decision. Right. Get out of the way. Get out of your way and just do what you're supposed to do, right? Right. Without and overthinking, stop reasoning, and just go for it. <laughs> I hear you. And last question, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Well, they're very intertwined, what I just said. So that's probably, you know, an advice was given to me about that once a year. Um, best advice is stop reasoning. Uh, I think reasoning is paralyzing. And so, and, uh, reasoning would slow down my work. Uh, I'm not saying not to be <laughs> completely mindless, because when I was mindless completely when I was young, you, you know where it led me. Um, but the reasoning is also something sometimes that's paralyzing, because while you're you're balancing, balancing everything out, then you might miss an opportunity that's right in front of you. So sometimes things have to be organic and they have to be in the moment. Because when the door or opportunity opens, you got to be ready to go to go and walk through it. Absolutely. The, yeah, the reasoning is is, a, is, a, is, a, is a slowing the process. Right. Steph, man, we can talk all day. I wish we had so much more time because you have so much more in you, so much more to say. Um, I urge everyone listening, go follow him, listen to his music, uh, support his organization because it is an incredible thing that he's doing. Steph, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this show. Uh, I'm sure we will talk again. Thanks, Marty. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Are you looking for a safe environment to watch movies and shows? Well, look no further. 24 Flicks is your answer. You can watch thousands of movies, TV shows, without ever worrying about sexual content, nudity, or offensive language. You can get started with a free two-week trial with zero obligations. Watch on your mobile device, on your smart TV, anytime, anywhere. Sign up today on your smart device or go to www.24flicks.com, the home of unlimited family entertainment.